Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, Rocks for Days. Hola. Hello. Getting online. Uh, getting on the lines. Yes. Yeah, getting getting all the setup and uh, gonna be getting get my desk reorganized here probably later because it's messy. Um, but other than that, that's, that's, that's what we got going on. Not a whole lot, Brandon. What's new? Uh, it's Thanksgiving break now. Hooray. Hooray. We did it. We made it to break. <laughs> made it to uh, break. Uh, Wowza. <laughs> did, did the break start Monday or like did it start start today? Is it one of those school, school districts where it's like, mm, we can go Monday? Yeah. So we went Monday and Tuesday, uh, but we are taking off bonus next Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Oh. So we're taking a full week. Yeah, we're extending on the back end, you know, just so we can have some time to recover from some stuff, you know. <clears throat> if anybody does that, they can, you know, they have things happen or whatever. So we have a couple extra days off. So until oh, okay. next Wednesday. I like it. Yeah. Which is handy. I'm just. <clears throat> Glad it's break time. Oh yeah, yeah. It's very. <laughs> How's it been? Well, and like it's the two day week is hard, right? Because it's like, yeah. um, okay, we got like trying to time all your stuff out, so you just kind of get to a reasonable stopping point for a week, yeah. you know? Because like you don't want to like, all right, today we're gonna start that. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> when I see you again in seven days. I will pick up on oh wait <clears throat> so kind of timed it out got to some stopping points today and so it was pretty chill just kind of like pretty chill day like we didn't really do a whole bunch just kind of got done to some stopping points and and stuff like that so uh pretty good I think in the grand scheme of things. But it's everybody's favorite science unit. Once again, listeners, that's right. It's geology time. What? Yes. Rocks for days. That's what's happening right now. (laughs) So. Doing that. Talking about classifications of igneous rocks. Bam. (laughs) Where, Where will the students be digging their holes? Ah, that is to be determined. Uh, I do, however, I finally remembered to requisition my school budget this uh, last week. So uh, we're going <laughs> to... Anyway. <laughs> it's the requisition that I'm supposed to do at the beginning of the school year. Uh, and I forgot. Because I don't need to buy stuff, right? Like... Right, right. I, I always fall into this trap. Like last year, I fell into this trap hard. Like, here's your budget. Buy stuff for your class. I'm like, like what though? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And 
So uh, this year, first thing on the budget is shovels. Boom. Perfect. Sometime over Thanksgiving break, going to take a little trip to Lowe's and uh, get some. <laughs> Perfect. I thought so. Oh, yeah. So we're going to go get some shovels so we can just. Because uh, last year, uh, again, our, our guy, our maintenance director, super kindly allowed us to borrow like every shovel that he owned, like himself personally. Wow. So, but, you know, I feel guilty about asking him to do that again. Yeah. Secondly, I I don't want to be beholden to him to remember to bring them. Right? Yeah. I Especially with, it's the that time of year where the weather's like really nice one day and like atrocious the next day. So there might be a time where it's like, okay, it's getting ready and I might just have to be like, today, go, right now, ah, like... <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? So I kind of just want to have them on hand so I can go do that. So that's first purchase is some shovels. But it's been good this year because I found, I don't know if we talked about this last week on the show, but I found, I went scouring around inside the mystery science closet. Yeah. That's in the high school. Mm. So there's just a closet of science things. Over there. Okay. That's where the shake table thing is that I do my earthquake building deal on. Oh, okay. Uh, and so I was just poking around in there and I asked <clears throat> the guy that teaches like physical science and some other stuff like the astronomy and all that stuff. Uh, I was like, um, are there any more rock samples in there? Because I saw a couple of random ones and he's like, uh, probably. Let me ask around. So he asked the seventh and eighth grade science teacher and she dug in her closet and he dug in his closet. And then I went digging in the science closet, which again, incidentally is the old dark room uh, for photography. That's what it was. That's Susan told me. That's what that was. That closet it is. <laughs> it's by the, it makes sense. Cause it's by the, like one of the science teachers, the seventh and eighth grade science teacher, her room is in the old art room ah. and the closet is right next to that. So that kind of makes some sense. Yeah. Well, it's a dark room closet. And so there's just all kinds of random shelving and up on some, for some reason, somebody decided to put rock samples on the top shelf. <laughs> I found I was like hey I wonder what's in this box and I got it down and it's full of rocks and these are old these have been in this closet for I don't know how long they have index cards that are been written on with a typewriter Uh, and they're just sort of (laughs) jammed in like some of them are like mason jars which I've never seen anybody put rock samples in mason jars before it's very interesting Mm -hmm. Um, just all over the place Shoved in there. Some of them are have over time, over the course of decades, possibly uh, been put in the wrong jar because I can look at some of them and go, that's not what that's (laughs) supposed to be. That doesn't match that card. (laughs) So I've been trying to scour through them, pick through, discover what is good. I mean, they're all good, right? More rocks is good because like it's really handy that we like 
to be able to just get your hands on the stuff. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. So twice already we've had rock show and tell time where we <laughs> come back to the uh, back part of the classroom there and pretend like we're in second grade again. And we sit in a big circle on the floor and we pass around rock samples and compare them and talk about them. Right. Yeah. So boom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So doing that, that's what we've been doing. And then that's the big thing we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other decision I have to make is do I really think I need to buy a rock hammer for myself? That's the real question we need to ask here. Well, uh, do I-, <laughs> I, mean, well I mean, if Andy oh, Dufresne can, can think of any uses of a rock hammer, I'm sure you can. <clears throat> now, I have learned this week researching, uh, <clears throat> trying to decide whether or not I need a rock hammer. Uh, did you know that there are actually two distinct types of rock hammer available for purchase? Uh, it did not. You did not? Well, no, uh, like I have this. learned that there are two types. There is the pick and the chisel huh. rock hammer. So there's the one, I'm pretty sure the one Andy Dufresne had was the pick hammer. Mm-hmm. Right? However, <clears throat> I have also learned that these two hammers serve dis- distinct purposes. So where if you are uh, working in the field in a place where igneous rocks are prominent, then the pick hammer is the one for you. Because it's also called the hard rock hammer. Mm-hmm. So the pick allows you to break off and pry out pieces of harder rock. Whereas the chiseled hammer also referred to as the soft rock hammer or masonry hammer is for primarily sedimentary rock. Which is interesting. Ah. Unaware of this. <laughs> and so I went, oh yeah, I guess I need the chisel one then. I mean, uh, I mean, if I was going to get one. <laughs> yes, of course. If someone was going to buy one in your location for your purposes, they would yeah, need a chisel. I would need a, I would need a sedimentary rock hammer. So I'm trying to decide whether or not I need to spend money on one of those. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What was it called again? It was a rock hammer is what you can just look for. Geology tools. Boom. Geology tools. There we go. Whoa. Right. Whoa. That one comes with a cool backpack. Yeah, I don't think I need a backpack to travel yeah. to the front yard of the school. But if I was going on a longer trip, perhaps. What about a 12-inch unbreakable hammer? Oh, 4-pound hammerhead. That sounds close. Yeah. They also come in different sizes. They're distinguished by weight, apparently. Uh, I don't know what that means what for me. Dynamite. <laughs> I think the city might have a bit of a problem if I go blasting. School holes. appropriate. Oh, wow. Digging holes is one thing. Blasting holes in the front yard probably Wrongly. frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Also, not necessarily necessary in a sedimentary rock formation. Uh, soft enough in the limestone that it'll probably just pop off if I hit hard enough. It'll be fine. <laughs> Can I find a Bible that has a cutout hammer in it? Maybe. For those listeners who don't know what we're talking about, the uh, Shawshank Redemption reference. Yes. <laughs> For all you cool people out there. Uh, <laughs> ooh, 
So yeah, that's what I've been thinking. I've been playing with rocks. Uh, I've also I bought some more like a like a field guide, rock field guide thing. It was on sale, so I bought that. And then I've just been messing around with that stuff. Uh, I also did find another box of rocks previously unknown to me in my very own closet. Uh, However, it is just a... Yes, at school. Not at home. At school. Not in my very own personal closet at home. (laughs) Good point. Um, But it is just a box of miscellaneous rocks and none of them are labeled. And so I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Some of them are rather readily identifiable, but the other ones are like, what is, what the heck is that? I don't know what that random thing is. <laughs> so, I, just... I remember going to my first, uh, it was like teacher professional development day. And it was, it was a geology lab thing. And I remember all of the other teachers getting so excited about getting like free rocks and some of the other teachers weren't yeah. even science teachers. And I was like, is this, is this what, is this, does this, is this what teachers do? They just go and get free rocks and it's like the best weekend ever. Well, I mean, if it's, it's uh, hard to talk about the difference between like a sedimentary and a metamorphic rock. Like you can show them pictures all day long. Yeah. But they don't really, it's not the same as if you're holding a piece of, you know, sandstone Rack. and a piece of like nice. Right, it's different, yeah. right? We can say, "Oh, look, this one has layers, but these layers are bendy." And <laughs> you can like, because one of the biggest differences between, especially like a sedimentary and a metamorphic rock, is they feel different, right? Like yeah. they just feel different. Like this one's all weird and foliated and stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So it's been nice to have more things to just like, hey, we're just going to do more hands-on things here and just kind of get a feel for it. And it's nice because almost all, I think, at least at the uh, igneous rocks, in my notes and stuff, all the like the major igneous rocks, like just the big ones, like your granite, your obsidian, your you know basalt, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I have those now. Nice. So I can yeah. be like, look. The salt. Hooray. <laughs> like, look. Granite. <laughs> Hooray. Rhyolite. How exciting is that? So, we might do a little, like, I don't know, some sort of matching activity, maybe with the actual rocks and, like, the names. I might do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. To be determined. Uh, after break, we'll come back just to kind of... <clears throat> Get us back in a swing before we start the next the sedimentary part. I think that's the order. I think it goes igneous sedimentary metamorphic. Yeah, I think that's how it works. <clears throat> and then shoveling. Yes. Everyone's favorite activity. <laughs> are you are you gonna watch the movies uh holes as inspiration? Uh, probably not. Ah, Again, well. the movie's a little long. Don't particularly love that movie. But so we do have to watch a movie coming up soon. Oh. Our little, uh, I learned today, well, yesterday, I guess, that our <clears throat> celebration thing for like positive behaviors, because we're the PBIS school now. Oh, yeah. We do that positive behavior. I never remember what I stands for and support. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we. <laughs> 
<laughs> Whatever. We'd like do the tracking of the like, oh, you did this good. You followed all these directions. You get positive points or uh oh, you didn't listen and didn't follow these directions. So you get negative points. It's like data tracking for behavior basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if you meet X percentage of positive total behaviors, uh we have like reward days once a quarter. Mm-hmm. So again, in a normal school year, we like go places like the Y or the world's worst one, the basketball game at Drury. Blah. That's so boring. Uh, basketball game? What? Yeah, last Drury. the last couple of years we've gone to the. It's like Drury has a kids' day in like January. That's what we've used for our celebration is oh, mostly because a couple of the teachers, specifically the fourth grade teachers, love Drury women's basketball very much. Um, and so they're like, hey, we should go there. And nobody says no. And so we just <laughs> go to this Drury. We're like 7,000 other kids. Oh, my, so terrible. But like by this time, we're in sixth grade. Like the little kids like it a lot. Uh, but we've gone the last two years, so by the time they're in sixth grade, most of them are like, okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> except for like the four that really are into basketball, you know. Yeah. Or, well, not four, but like, you know, six to eight, they're like super into basketball, and the rest of them are like, cool, this is great fun. Uh, but this year, we're going to do a movie day in the gym. What? Uh, so that's what we're going to do. So we have to find a movie to watch. So maybe Holes. It'll probably have to be Christmas themed. I imagine that was an email that I read most of. But, but I, <laughs> I don't think Holes is a Christmas movie. Die Hard? No, is. no. Yes, that's true. Home Alone was bandied about. Maybe that one. I'm not sure either. But uh, was it? <laughs> need to terrorize others. Yeah, they're already good at that, though. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so so real question though side question real is uh nightmare before christmas is it a christmas movie or is it a halloween movie go well being is that i've seen that movie one time Yeah, I watched it once when I was younger, and I kind of, I don't really get it. I don't get the appeal. It's not really my speed. I was just kind of like, okay, that's cool. But it was not a movie that clicked with me. Like, all these people are like, oh my gosh, it's the best movie ever. Sorry, listeners, if that's you. Apologize. But uh, I'm just not, it's really not into it. So, I'm not sure. I would say it's a Christmas movie. But, because that's the point he wants to be Christmassy. Yeah. You know? 100%. But, uh, I don't know. And right? it's a little funny because Halloween comes before Christmas, so the nightmare before Christmas, and it all sets yeah, in, yes. and he's trying to become the mm. Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Claus. Get it? Cause it yes. You get it. Funny. Mm. Funny. It's good. It's a Christmas sure. movie. Yeah. I don't know. I don't audience audience comment uh, <laughs> down below with your with your thoughts and uh, debate debate amongst yourselves. Maybe it's a Thanksgiving movie. Boom. Which Halfway I actually saw. Middle. 
saw on Twitter somewhere that um, Charlie Brown's um, Thanksgiving and all the Christmas movies will be out on public release because I guess the deal fell through. With, For sure? Uh, yeah. No, they just backtracked on making it available. Ah, oh, boo. So. Yeah, I think they just made it f- that one free to watch. Ah, well, don't listen to me then. I think is what they said. I think that one is free on Apple because everyone's mm-hmm. like, I hate you. Why are you ruining my life by taking Charlie Brown away from me? <laughs> don't, don't listen the, to the last good thing in the world, Linus. You're just gonna take him away. Well, he's like, <laughs> being honest with ourselves. Charlie Brown Thanksgiving is an awful movie. <laughs> well, I agree. It's definitely one of the weakest specials. <clears throat> the mm-hmm. Great Pumpkin is far superior, uh, in just about every way. But you know, it's there. People watch it. It's only like twenty minutes long, so like it's it's not bad. (laughs) Right, you're not. (laughs) Not the worst thing in the world. Definitely not the worst thing in the world. But it is one of the weakest penis features. Yeah, we'll go there. The voting one is actually super weak too. Uh, If we're honest, (laughs) there's one about that. I can't remember. It's like you voted Charlie Brown or something like that. It's not. Isn't there one there, like they're in France or something? Is that one? Yeah, I don't remember what that one's called. I don't remember. I do remember that one. Though. I didn't. I didn't know that there was other like Charlie Brown specials out there. I only knew of the Christmas and the Pumpkin Batch and Thanksgiving and all. This. And then I watched it on TV one time. I was like, "Is this is this a licensed Charlie Brown movie? I have never heard of this." Yeah, I can't remember what it's called though. You're if not only I had Charlie Brown. That one. What's the one where they? Yeah, you're not like that. Yeah. Can't remember the other. Meh. What's the one? What if I Google Charlie Brown France? <laughs> bon voyage, Charlie Brown. Boom! Look at that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> In parenthesis nope. and don't come back. Don't come yes, back. I do remember. I do recall this one now. Very important. Uh, uh, yes. But yeah, that one's okay. It's fine. The Christmas one's obviously the best one. Everyone knows. But. Mm, it is known. It is known. So, there we go. Mystery solved. Thank you. Christmas is saved. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't think that was. I don't, I don't think Bon Voyage Charlie Brown is the Christmas movie. Everyone's You're welcome. <laughs> Christmas is. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Don't come back. It's true. Hmm. Okay. I only vaguely recall that one. I don't really know. I have not seen that one. I I've seen it, but only like twice. Maybe it's one of those ones that I vaguely remember. Kinda like one part. Like remember, like one part only, and then the rest of it. I'm like, huh? What? I don't remember this. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's where some of your fever dreams of, of movie clips and TV segments come from, like we talked about a couple a couple episodes back, where you only have like, you just remember that one <laughs> snippet of something. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it definitely adds to it, right? Of the, <laughs> of the like, yeah. <clears throat> what is that part? Because that's the banding part. Is you have that one memory of like a piece of it, and you're like, I don't, I don't know what the rest of this is. Because like the, I just remember something in that Charlie Brown. There's like house, and like goes out the window, and there's like a whole thing there, and that's the only part I really remember. And I have no context for the rest of it. I don't remember why they're in France. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, that's, I know. That's about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just remember them being in France. No, no context of or remembrance of why. Um, it's like, oh, France, oh, neat, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, oh, cool. this is now happening. It's France time. How exciting! <laughs> So yes, that's it. So yes, Thanksgiving break at long last. Got to find something to do. Probably play video games and get angry at them, mostly. What are you playing? I decided to punish my. Uh, I decided to punish myself. I was like, well, I am finally going to play Sekiro. Oh gosh. Yeah. 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 I got. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. It's something. It's fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. Everything's fine. Nobody's angry. It's okay. This is fine. <laughs> I have made a good choice. I have made a choice. That's what it have done. It's one of those like it's really frustrating because it's like it's one of the things I hate most about a lot of the Dark Souls games. It's made by the same people that make Dark Souls. It's the From Software people. Oh, okay, uh, <clears throat> they're like. Oh yes, I love boss fights that are super long and have multi stages. And if you get one thing wrong, you have to start the whole thing over. Oh, it's that's so fun and enjoyable. <sighs> like <laughs> the rest of it, it, like feels really great. And it's really fun, and they're like the exploring and the running around and the fighting random enemies is good. And some of the mini bosses are really fun, and a lot of the boss fights are fun. Right, like mechanically, they find it makes sense, but they're so long. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> like in Dark Souls, you can combat this by like upgrading your stats and like bashing on the boss and do like mega damage, you know, yeah. to kind of get through some of the attrition. This one doesn't really have that option, so you just have to like do it over and over and get the timing all down. And I know that's the point, but it's still like, uh, why does this boss have three phases? Why? <laughs> well, huh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what mechanics make it fun? What makes it, what makes this one maybe unique or, or interesting to you compared to, uh, that like the, the moving around through the world is very satisfying. Like, the. Running and jumping and grappling hooking and the stuff. And the combat is fun. It's very like timing based though. You know what I mean? So like on your normal enemies and your mini bosses when they have like a handful of attacks, it's okay. You can be like you kinda of have to go, Oh, it's this one. I need to run away, or it's this one, I need to just block, or I need to do these parries or whatever. But with the bosses, especially when they're really long ones, like by the third phase You've got all the boss's stuff down, and then the third phase is like completely different. And you're like, well, oh. in order to practice the third phase, I have to 
get to it reliably, yeah. which it can't, can't do. Yeah. And then I got... <laughs> yeah, that'd be... That'd be so, but a lot of the stuff, like the art design and like this, the cool environmental storytelling stuff is really cool. It's really satisfying to just like run around and play. But some of the boss fights, you're like, why? Why is this so terrible? <laughs> That's where I'm in mentally currently. Uh, with the, <laughs> it's probably only going to get worse because I'm like halfway through. So that means the ones at the end will be even more terrible. No, just think of how much better you'll be at them. Yeah, that's the plan. It's probably not going to work out that way, though. Is that not? <laughs> oh, well. I had to look up a term you use there. I had not heard of it before, but it totally makes sense in game context. Environmental storytelling. I had, Oh, I had no idea what that (laughs) meant. And I'm like, why are they talking about like the environment is like coming from my context and background of like, like the ecology, fishes, like trees. And you're you're like, no, 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 no. This is how objects are arranged next to each other to, to further the story visually. Uh, yes mechanically and i was like yes uh, okay that totally makes a lot more sense and i was really confused for a minute well part of it is too they they do things with the like they do play with like the actual like natural and like the quote-unquote game ecology if you will right yeah like that space is always very interesting the way they do stuff but yeah it's where how they place objects and like things that are just around not even necessarily like interactable things but like stuff that's just there that you notice and you go, Oh, why is that there? Okay. And you like dialogue or something sort of vaguely explains to you what's happening or yeah, what things are put next to each other. And it kind of makes some modicum of sense in the mm. game of land. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I'm, I'm tracking with you now. That's good. <laughs> The extra layer of storytelling medium there, yeah, to, to add to things. Sure. I guess maybe what's a what's an example of um of good environmental storytelling versus bad? Um, I don't know. So like bad would just be like when um. Aaron, are you hammering in the back? Is someone hammering? No. Then. Someone's hammering. Don't worry. Um. Um. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, bad environmental storytelling is like probably when they just exposit everything at you, everything, and there's like, oh hey, blah 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 blah, and there's not a chance for you to because a lot of the thing about video games is the story. What makes them uh, kind of different is the story is there as much as you want it to be you know what i mean so like in a game like sekiro or like dark souls or something like you can go through and read every little item description and like look at everything possible and get more stuff out of it um you know and just like little stuff's inferred right like oh well this item is in this boat that the bandits used that's interesting that that would be there or like oh here's this giant like 
there's a giant snake in Sekiro, like a big giant monster snake thing. Uh, and like randomly around, there's just like a snake skin hanging in a tree. And you're like, oh, that's cool. So that means it comes over here and does stuff, right? Uh, in a game like Red Dead Redemption 2, um, like around the camp, there's just like stuff, like where people's tents are next to each other. Like you can tell like, oh, these people get along well because their tents are close by and there's that other guy whose tent's over there and, you know, he wants to be away from everybody or that kind of stuff or where they move or what kind of stuff they leave around outside their tent, you know, like it goes with their character, you know? So it's just kind of little, those little extra details that bring environments, make them more believable in a story, I think, instead of just like random un you know whoever knows whatever junk is just laying on the floor like whatever games like fallout do a really good job too because there's like okay that item is here for like a reason like yeah. it's not just like around like it's <laughs> yeah well it sounds a lot like the difference between what like museums used to be or just a collection of like books that okay, it's like random read. stuff in a cabinet, in a cabinet yeah. versus like a diorama where you can see oh okay this is how this was held this is what this looked like this is what color it was look at these things yeah it's almost like a more more curated instead of just like yeah blah although you know some games use the blah setting to because that also gives off a certain environmental image sure mm-hmm. right sure so it's it's got its places but yeah well, it's like in TV, the um, like in TV cop dramas, a lot of times it's the that the, as you know, Bob, uh, of course, you know, they're on vacation Ugh. or whatever, and you're, yes. you know, kind of this moving it along through quick, yeah, uh, exposition, yeah, yeah. Whereas otherwise, in a different sort of medium, it would just be implied because, like, in a video game, you would have like you would find like a date on a calendar circled and like ticket receipts or something like that. That's how you would know he was gone, but you don't have the time in a television show to do that. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, you have to become exposited at, mm-hmm. which nobody likes. Moving along, <laughs> exactly. Moving along, story. Yeah, let's go, y'all. So yeah, anyway, that's my big plans. In the, that's kind of it. But recover from the mental anguish of uh, we discussed a couple of weeks ago, just the constant state of people around always all day, sixth graders everywhere. So it's, like, <laughs> it's a bit of a nice mental break of just like, ah, oh, yeah, sure. Look, it's quiet. Wow. <laughs> so the world can be quiet. Look at that. Yes, it's possible. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, well, mm. uh, that's nice. Um, we haven't had a whole lot going on here. We were crazy busy with dogs last week, like insanely busy. Lots and lots of dogs. And then over Thanksgiving, nothing, which is fine. That's okay. I'm, I'm cool with that. <laughs> it's just interesting how like tomorrow we have eight dogs and then Thursday we have one one dog in addition to Kobe and you're like this is weird well yes I meant other dog Kobe's always (laughs) that's weird that tomorrow you have a bunch yeah 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 I know I know 
but whatever. People are doing different things. I don't know. Well, yeah, but like, this is weird that it's all in that day instead. Yeah. It's very odd. It's just for one day, not like. Yep. Yeah. Wow. We have, we have, uh, I'll say this. We have eight dogs in our house, in our house tomorrow and all but one goes home. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> really weird. Really weird. And we've started doing daycares for um, a guy that works at Hobby Lobby. And so he has these crazy, crazy shifts. So, like, he's working Black Friday. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to drop my dog off. And then I'm not going to be here for, like, 12. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry, dude. <laughs> I forget about Black Friday. Because that's not a... Uh... Thing I ever participate in, so I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't often think about it until someone mentions it, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's a thing. That's yeah. happening." Right. <laughs> I will make doubly sure to avoid people that day. Again, the only again the only context that I have because I've never done it personally. Like the only context I have is like extremely negative, right? From like news or like you know, you know. Uh, old ladies getting a fist fight over the last tickle me Elmo, right? That's the, that's yeah. what I remember. About it. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I do remember the fist fights over tickle me Elmo and cabbage patch dolls. Yeah. I remember that very, very clearly. I can't tell you what people are getting fist fights over these days. It just, uh, PS fives. I think that's what <laughs> did you hear? That they are legitimately sold out. Yeah. Did you hear that? that for some, Sony came well, yeah, for like, some, well, I mean, yes, uh, totally not on purpose. Uh, re- limited early release, early er, limited release at the beginning. Yeah, totally, mm-hmm. totally not to drive demand for their. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely not artificially creating demand by totally underestimate. Yeah, because what giant company like that? Like, oh, we underestimated the amount of people that would be interested in our product by thousands. Like, yeah. No, you did not. Either. You did not. <laughs> yeah. I was shocked by that when I saw. People want to play that Demon Souls remake, man. That's what they want. <laughs> so yeah, I never buy video game things. Uh, the release day. Or usually, even the release year. Like I wait a little bit because. Nah. Usually, usually, uh, the first one is the first iteration of the new one is not the best one, right. uh, and in like two years it will be cheaper anyway. So, like, <laughs> well, and especially because they've gotten into this, not necessarily TikTok, but because they do stretch it, right? They'll do different form factors. They'll do a slim. They'll do different bundles and packages with them over time. So, yeah, if you're like, why well, don't yeah. I know it's going to be cheaper here in a little bit. So yeah, or the the last Xbox that came out, right? The first one it didn't have any memory in it. Like, what the? What are you doing? Stop it! <laughs> like, what the heck? So I waited and bought the one that had like the a lot more memory for stuff. But I was like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? <laughs> so, but yeah, I just wait. It's fine. I don't. And there's nothing that I'm be like, oh my gosh, if I don't play it right now, I'm just gonna. Like, it's okay. 
You'll be fine. It, it'll be there later. Right. <laughs> I still can't get over it. no. its size and its shape. It looks very, it, it's very trippy to me. Look at the. It's very weird. I don't yeah. Know. It does. It is more aesthetically pleasing than the Xbox thing, though. Well, that's just, it's like a giant rectangle. That's it. It's like a huge. Right. It's enormous and it's just a rectangle. Like, it's yeah. so big. Like, yeah. what? I was thinking to myself, like, where would I put that even? I don't even have room for that thing in here. What the heck, man? Like, a giant vertical, looks like an old PC tower. Like, what in the world? <laughs> Well, that was where you put in that thing. Yeah, where people were having to look at their uh, entertainment centers and TV stands and be like, "Huh, where does this thing go now?" <laughs> yeah, it doesn't go on mine. <laughs> I'll fit in there. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. But like, I don't either. But whatever. Like, it's fine, I guess. But you know, yeah. It is weird though, uh, thinking about this because I I bought I've also been playing the Tony Hawk remake. I finally bought that, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's great. But the thing about those the hardware and the powers and like the video games that you remember, right? I was because you're like, oh man, I remember all this stuff, right? But obviously, the graphical fidelity is like infinitely better. Yeah, yeah. Than the one that came out in like 1999 or whatever. Um, but you don't really realize like how much better really, uh, in your mind, right? Cause in your mind, you've like, at least in my mind, like, because I have continually been involved in playing video games and we'll just take the Tony Hawk, uh, franchise in itself. I have played a bunch of them, mm-hmm. right? Not all of them, obviously, but a lot, uh, <clears throat> up until like. I don't know a couple ago. I would just buy them because I used to buy them used. Like, oh yeah, let's check this one out. Need the used games or whatever. So I've played tons of them, but because you like play them incrementally as they get better over the years, you kind of forget what the first one looks like. <laughs> and so I'm playing the remake, right? And I watched a video that was comparing the old one, like the first one, and I went, "What? Like you?" The like the polygon shapes are the thing that you would remember being different because like that one was like I remember that like that the the character models didn't look great that some of the animations were really weird and stiff. The yeah. thing that is absurd is the draw distance that you can see forward in the game. Oh, because <laughs> like in the old games, it would be like. Oh, you can see up to that point, and that's the that was the processing power of that yeah it console, further, further and then it was sort of like foggy, you know, <laughs> like. And so when you watch those old videos, it's like it, it feels like you're in this a actual fog. It's like, how did I ever find any of this stuff, right? Because you can't see it at all <laughs> until you're like really close to it. It's like, how did you ever get any collectibles? Because it's like, you have to be right. On so <laughs> impossible to see farther distances because the the hardware can't render the game that far away or 
explodes because it can't deal with it. Yeah. That's a good good point because I know sometimes, I know myself included, how you can say, okay, well, it just looks better, but that doesn't affect gameplay. But when you put it in this context of like, well, actually, now you can start putting things on the horizon, things, you know, broadening that world giving you better yeah. context and, and and putting things out so you know you you will go find them easier than just by pure happening. Yes. So that was the one of the things I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And it also makes sense why a lot of those first levels uh or several of the levels in Tony Hawk one are inside of buildings. <laughs> right. Because you yeah. can limit that don't have skyline to not render. you don't have skylines or well a lot of all of them are enclosed but like yes. the the couple of the really big ones that are outside like you go i saw the videos of those ones like whoa how did you do <laughs> how did i ever figure that out because you can't see it <laughs> right yeah <laughs> so that was a that was a little eye-opening it's like wow there we go it's true and i think the other thing is that made it hard for me to realize that is because they a lot of those levels they've remade over the course of time right so you you Mm. played them again in a different iteration from the first one so maybe that's the one that you remember you know what i mean and not the actual first one so it's like (laughs) like oh no that's that's way worse than i remember it being (laughs) (laughs) oh well whoopsie yeah right you're not playing that first one anymore so yeah doesn't really matter i guess but yeah the feel is there that's fine but the yeah actual execution is far superior (laughs) yeah and that's what we're after at the end of the day most times times. yes really I just want to do absurdly impossible skateboard tricks. Uh, that's it. That's all I want. <laughs> and <laughs> impossible combos and silly things. Yes, perfect. All I want in life. Mm-hmm. It is true. And to beat Sekiro bosses. Dang it. <laughs> Good time. <laughs> did uh, did did either of you guys do the? Uh, did we did we ever finalize the homework that we nominally talked about last time? Yes, I did okay. Did you do the homework? I did. I did. I I did not. Oh, Aaron's a no-homework boy this time. Nope. Well, that's all right. We will fill you in, Aaron. Perfect. All the glory that is James May's (laughs) (laughs) O-Cook. You know, so, (laughs) um, like I said last time, I have never watched the only baking show or like cooking show I'd ever watched was like whether well, it really, really wasn't one that you know Gordon Ramsay yelling at people and I ne- even then I never really watched the full 
Did you ever watch any of those old Julia Child shows? Well, yeah. So I I remember watching <laughs> watching that you know watching her cook, um, but that was that was it. Um, so so there you go. Um, my experience in the cooking world is um, Julia Child and Gordon Ramsay. Like, Two very opposite ends of the spectrum. I'll have her an excellent epic rap battle of history if you're interested. It Gordon Ramsay yes, versus to, Julia Child. I was about to make a comment on that. Yeah, <laughs> oh no. Anyway, continue. <laughs> no, it's it's so good. Like you know, <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh, but uh, uh, side note: when I logged back onto Amazon to watch that. Uh, it had it had recommended me like fifteen Bollywood movies that I had to watch. Oh my god! <laughs> There's a, there a billion of them in my things. Like maybe you should watch this. You're like, oh wait, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Probably not gonna watch all those, but I just thought it was really funny that it was like, hey, you still want to watch these? Like, remember these that you moved on from? Remember these? They're so good. Yeah. <laughs> that was hysterical. So they, I just thought I'd share that as well. Uh, <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I'm obviously a big fan of James May and anything that he has to do. Um, so, you know, uh, this was this was really interesting. I liked kind of the the conceit of it um, being, you know, he was paid to make a cookbook, and he's cooking recipes from it as part of this. But I absolutely love the one part that always gets me is when he goes back and he gets the help <laughs> to, to to come in. Oh yeah, from the closet to, to do the cooking. <laughs> That bit that he does. That's pretty funny. He's like, he needs help. And you can see that look on his face where he's like, mm, oh, yes. oh no. Right? And he steps aside. I need, I need assistance. <laughs> I need assistance. Right. And he calls for, I just, it, it, it was, I like that part of it a lot. You know, the, uh, the actual cooking stuff, um, you know, I seemed great. Uh, it was, it was nice to have something that was kind of, being much more tongue in cheek, um, and being presented in that, I haven't. Again, I haven't watched very many cooking shows. The the what I hear about them is that, or they tend to be very presented in a um, very serious manner, very polished manner. This was almost ir- irreverent towards um, the the cooking show as a whole. Uh, not overt. Yeah, that's any, uh, yeah. I agree. Right, right. Not overtly in any way of like middle finger up to it, but like that would just. It was very like yes, we know, we know, we know, we all know what these kind of shows are. This we're not doing that. <laughs> well, yeah, and he shows that in a couple because there's a couple of that I watched where, uh, especially like, I think it was the breakfast one, uh, <clears throat> where he there was one part he's like, I would show you, I'm going to show you uh, how to make this by showing you how I screwed it up. And it just goes through and he totally shows him like screwing up the thing. He's like, no, this is terrible. This is absolutely awful. And I don't like it. And that throwing it in the bin, like get out. <laughs> so that's, that's a good, uh, you know, that's a good example of that. It's like, well, 
this is how it should have worked, but it didn't this time. Oh, well. <laughs> I also like the part where he does the, like, I can't remember what he called it. I didn't write any notes down. This is a very informal review. Uh, yeah. The, like, the part where he's like, oh, uh, yeah, you take the these random things that you have in your cabinet and make a, a thing, right? The, so he he had that part where he was like, uh, I'm just going to take this thing and this thing in the cabinet and this random junk and make something and see if it's good or not. And <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah. Cause he did that with, um, with spam and it reminded yes. me, it reminded the, the spam noodle. Yeah. yeah. The spam noodle. It reminded me of the, um, Oh gosh. The, um, the motorhome challenge on top gear where he, Oh Yes. With a, he's cooking spam and uh, <laughs> and uh, um, oh my gosh, uh, the the big fire erupts uh, in, in Hammond's the house. Thing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he's cooking his little Hammond's making his little dessert thingy, yeah, and it goes all wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had a flashback to that while he was cutting the ham, and I was like, oh, oh, that's oh, true. This one, <laughs> <laughs> James May is mildly obsessed with spam. If you've ever seen him do anything. Uh, or even like food tribe on the YouTube random cooking thing he does like it's it's definitely like basically I really like spam like a lot yeah. it's weird <laughs> but I mean it's yeah so it was that's that was the cool stuff like I'm gonna make uh, this thing with some just random stuff that you already have in your house probably uh, what can you do with it like that it did make it more it felt much more accessible than like other cooking shows that you watch you know and i think that's too is the kind of the overall message of all of the episodes was like yeah like there's not any really actual rules for cooking you just kind of go with it yeah and see what happens and that's okay like that was kind of the message was like it's fine it might not be the best thing ever but it's It'll be edible and it'll be okay. Like, just try it again next time. Like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Just give it a shot. A lot of cooking is winging it, and then you just <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, exactly. and it's usually not presented in that accessible manner. You know, it's like, oh, it has to be like exactly like this, and it's got to be like amazing. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of like, eh, maybe it's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and even like on that spam one where he coats them in, uh, forget what he coats them in. Cornflakes, I think, corn right? Flakes, yeah, cornflakes. And he fries them and he like, like legitimately burns it. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. You, you burn that. And he's like, no, it's not. And then, and then there's a, like a really awkward cutscene. <laughs> and they're not burnt anymore. Oh, yeah. And there's like brand new, totally unburnt ones. And he's like, yeah. see, I have no idea what you're talking about. These aren't burnt at all. Look at it. <laughs> yes that one's pretty good like you said making it a lot more accessible and that these things happen and just just to do it right and uh not not do it right but to do it comma right in a question mark i just said it. Mm-hmm. anyway um <laughs> but just to just to do something well, and and try it try it yeah, and there's, you know, he always jokingly, uh, most of the time, is like, oh, now here's the great controversy. And he talks about, like, how people disagree on how to make, like, X thing, you know. And so a couple of times he's like, we're going to do it both ways and see what happens. <laughs> like, uh-huh. 
in the pasta one, he makes the pastas like two different ways. And he's like, they're both fine. Like, <laughs> so the, kind of the takeaway is like, shut up and eat the pasta, man. It's fine. Don't worry about it so much. It's like, just do it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't get caught up in that. And Or, or if you've always been in one camp, try the other one. Yeah. You know? Now I will say, uh, it is interesting to see, because again, most of my cooking show exposure has been with American chefs. So there are very, very, very great many extraordinarily British things that happen on this show, right? Like it makes lots of things that you're like not. They're rather atypical for like uh lots of American things, right? There's like, because he makes like, well, the pie one, for example, is what I would think about, oh, right? right? He makes pies. Right. But like, a British meat, 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 meat pie. <laughs> you know? A vegetable pie. Yeah. But, in, <laughs> you know, that's a very, in other places, that is a very staple thing, right? England is one, Australia, they have a lot of that stuff because it's very influenced by English cooking, obviously. Um, <clears throat> but like, in America, I guess chicken pot pie would be the only thing that I could really think of. And like, I don't, I don't actually like chicken pot pie. <laughs> uh, I have had like an English pie before, and it was like amazing. So uh, it's just not <clears throat> something that I was exposed to very much before. So that stuff like that is very interesting because he's like, Oh yes, yeah, a staple dish. And you're like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so seeing that span and kind of learning about just different things or so that anybody can just be like, Oh, that looks good. I'm try that. What's that like? Uh, is a little different and an interesting take on it. So I thought that was kind of cool. Well, yeah, I was going to add just do that uh, on those segments where he's like, Anything in your cupboard, we're going to make something. Uh, there were a few items in there that I was like, I don't think any of those items are in an American cupboard. Well, that's also true. There's a couple of them. They're like that. <laughs> like, wait, what? You have what in your cupboard? What are we talking about? I know. <laughs> no, no, I don't have anchovies just sitting in my cupboard. Why would you? Yeah. Well, I mean, some people do. We have sardines, I think, sure. somewhere. But. It's similar, small fish in a tin. So maybe, but but yeah, there's a couple of things like I don't have that. What are you talking about some of it? Like oh, a can of tomatoes. I'm like oh, yeah, okay, through tomato sauce or whatever. Like yeah, I probably have that. Like <laughs> or can get relatively easily, you know, easy access to it. And some of the other one that I thought was particularly interesting was the like the breakfast one. Did you see that one? Did you uh, watch that one at all? Yeah, I think that was one of the first ones, wasn't it? Maybe. No, it's one of the last oh. ones. Oh, one last I skipped one. to that one because I didn't really. I don't like roast. Uh, I don't like. Well, one of them. The other one was like a puddings, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, like English pudding. Yeah. You know. Uh, that one, I watched part of that one, and I was only kind of half paying attention, so I don't really know what was going on the whole time, because uh, English pudding is something I'm extraordinarily unfamiliar with, uh, not being English, so I don't... 
I have no real context, and most of those ingredients I do not have ready access to, right? Like, I don't just have that laying around. Can't find it in the uh, local grocery store, you know? So, like, <laughs> that one was a little bit out there. But, like, the breakfast one, like, oh, yeah, we're going to make smoked or, like, poached fish and egg and, like, rice or whatever. Like, what? Yeah. What? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay i guess like (laughs) but again like it's interesting just from a viewpoint of like um like depending on where it's very all very depending on where you live right so if you live in a certain area when you think breakfast there are very specific things that come to mind you know what i mean like very specific things. So, as an American, when you think breakfast, there's certain foods that come to your mind. Poached fish, not necessarily at the top of that list. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying regionally, uh, or like according to your country, you eat different stuff. Like, just different things are okay. And even in the U.S., like very regional, like what is acceptable for breakfast, you know, like the Southwest and the West coast do not have biscuits and gravy on the breakfast menu anywhere. You know what I mean? That's like a Southern slash Midwestern thing. Uh, so it's, it's different. And so it's just, I say it's kind of cool to be exposed to things that other people would eat for breakfast or consider breakfast foods. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they are different. Because when you get presented with like that or other things that are breakfasty, because like you know, traditional English breakfast is even like, why would I want beans on my egg? Oh nope, I do want that. Never mind. Yes, thank you. I want (laughs) more. Or like uh, Indian breakfast, right? With all the vegetables and the rice and stuff. It's very like, do I really want that for breakfast? And you eat it and you go, yes, actually. I do not hate this. This is very nice. <laughs> so this is the, I mean, it's just kind of cool. Kind of thinking about that kind of stuff. Like what other things are you, like, how are you limiting yourself with during your meal choices? Mm-hmm. Right. Like what, what other stuff could you be eating instead? What outside of your little comfort zone of uh, breakfast is uh, cereal or pancakes or waffles or toast or, eggs in some form like you know what I mean that's kind of like (laughs) in the United States right like North America that's kind of your breakfast right that's kind of it (laughs) yeah like most that's what most people think of when they think of breakfast now regionally you have other things like like I said biscuits and gravy or in the southwest like chorizo things or whatever but like nominally those kind of things are your predominant breakfast foods. Whereas like I said, poached fish and rice, not uh, high on the list of mine, but <laughs> I'd be willing to try it for sure. Like that'd be, <laughs> they look good, but <laughs> well, and seeing, and seeing how things are made like that. Um, I don't know for me helped me go, Oh, okay. Yeah. I would actually like that. Or it's more interesting knowing like going from, ingredients to plate 
uh, versus it just showing up in front of you because that's where my brain oh yeah that's true yeah uh, i don't know if i'm interested in this it doesn't look that good blah blah but watching the process all of a sudden it's like oh, okay yeah yeah i would actually really Please. Well, yeah, because you get to see that ingredient go, and you're like, "Oh, but I like that thing." And they see something else, like, "Oh, I like that thing too." Oh, <laughs> look at that! Like, so, yeah, that was kind of the big, uh, especially that episode kind of highlighted that for me. It's like, "Oh, yeah, these are other things you can eat," or like, you know, a lot of people eat eggs, but a lot of people eat eggs one fashion. Only Ever. forever, right? Like that's it. They don't have the <laughs> the variety in their egg diet. I mean, they are incredible. So you gotta get, and they're pretty edible. <laughs> I've heard that. Uh, so <laughs> you need to branch out and try them. You know, at least try it. And now I will agree that <clears throat> making eggs in those variety of ways is a bit daunting. Right, because even something like an egg, you can make it infinite ways. Most people can make it uh, one or two, and the rest of them are kind of like mysterious, like the mysterious poached egg. Like, right. how do you oh. really poach an egg? Oh, like, what yeah. <laughs> do you remember the egg poacher that we had growing up? It was white, and you could crack the egg yes. into one, and then you put like how much water you put in and how long you did it. Who knows? Who knows? Yes, mysterious. <laughs> anyway. It was only until it was only until several years ago where I saw somebody poach an egg on a stovetop in a pot and was like, "What are you doing? <laughs> like, what? What is happening? How is that working?" And I think that was even on like online on a cooking show or something. I was like, "What? That's how you're supposed to do it? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that." Like, because <laughs> yeah, I can scramble eggs. I can. Uh, uh, Fry them. Boom. Done. That's all I got. Like, I have no. <laughs> hard boil. I can hard boil them. I could probably hard boil an egg. That in and of itself is not too difficult. But, okay, maybe I've never actually done it though. So let's, maybe let's not jump to conclusions. Okay. okay. But I can't. <laughs> it is a hypothetical possibility that you understand. Hypothetical possibility that I could do that. You, you understand the concept of what it means to hard boil one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but even the like, it took me a while to realize that yo, if you want to like make an egg that's just like sunny side up, you just put it in the pan and then put the lid on it. Right. <laughs> Done. Like, yeah. and that thought was like because again, <clears throat> because I can actually not cook anything. Right, I don't, <laughs> I don't cook anything ever. Uh, that revelation was like. Just a mind-boggling in and of itself. It was like, whoa, <laughs> that's different than frying an egg because then you're... there's no flipping. So, like, yeah, that little realization of how that works is like, whoa, yeah, <laughs> cooking mystery solved. <laughs> Where's my show? Right, mm-hmm. it'd be the actual worst cooking show of all time. No one would watch that. That would be terrible. I know. <laughs> me being, being very confused and making inedible things. Or or just sandwiches. Like, on this week's sandwich is... 
<laughs> well, let's see here. Um, <laughs> still don't have any different ingredients from last week, so yes, so. <laughs> but and the lettuce is a bit wilty, <laughs> so we're not going to have lettuce this week. <laughs> ah, yeah, gotta, gotta throw that out. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. Tomato, ham, and slice of this American cheese. <laughs> yes. So yeah, see, you can see how not exciting this would be for people to watch. Wouldn't be very, <laughs> wouldn't be very good at all. <laughs> yeah. So again, I I really like this. Um, I, I am I go in pre biased uh, because it has James. That is fair. And I will watch just about anything. I've watched everything James May has done um, in a in a, <laughs> in, in a video format. So, yes. um, uh, but I seeing him in this environment and how it was shot and also again, knowing how others tend to be shot and run, it was very enjoyable to watch that and see again, that it was a tongue, tongue in cheek, really pointed at, uh, at how those typical cook cooking shows are done. Because again, he was saying, I don't know how to cook, but I, I will say side note, I don't believe that given how he was in the kitchen. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna say. I don't, I don't, well, yeah. I don't well, he does caveat that, right? He says like, "I know he's at the, like the first episode." Yeah. He kind of says, "I can't cook." He's like, "Actually, that's not true." He's like, "I can make about five things reasonably well." Yeah. It's like so. It's like using my logic. That means I should be able to make other stuff passably well. Also, let's find out if that's true. That's kind of the gist of the whole show, right? Is sure. the, like I'm reasonably competent with these, like a couple things that I know how to make, but those skills in cooking are very transferable to other things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just kind of the, the willingness to be like, Oh, I'm just going to try that. See what happens if I do this, you know, or let's try this one out. See, like, that's I think the point of the show is to to make it more just feel more accessible because for a lot of people myself included cooking kind of feels like mystery right like like how do you how do you do that like how, how do you know that's what you're supposed to do yeah that's true so I think just the the kind of the lackadaisical approach and the like laissez-faire attitude of like eh we're just going to throw this in there and see what happens <clears throat> is kind of positive for a lot of people to see that and go, Oh, it's not like a, a mysterious, you know, thing after all, you don't have to like study in a cave with a wizard. Right. And like, <laughs> yeah, like knowledge bequeathed unto you from some sort of like higher level master, right. You can just sort of wing it and figure it out. Like, yeah again i think that's the that hard the point yeah. yeah i mean in theory again you can say that in theory if i try it probably have some different results uh but so listeners oh brother cooking show coming to you spring that 21 oh dear uh, i don't know about that smash that like and subscribe button bam Isn't there we go say? i don't know people yeah i think so <laughs> i guess well, no, but sure. I did. <laughs> so I watched. <laughs> I watched the first. I binged like the first four. Um, 
And then I was in our kitchen and I was like, huh, I, I put my phone here. I could, no, 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 no. no. Ah. Moving away, moving away. Ah, ah. <laughs> it's coming. I see it. It's going to happen. It's going to be great. No, we're not doing, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. So anyway, I enjoyed it. Aaron, yes. you should watch it. Watch it, Aaron. We're about to get to my list. Don't worry. At least, at least watch like one of them. I yeah. would just, I would just pick one that sounds interesting, and just watch it because they're broken down by like, <laughs> like again, I don't like roast, so yeah. I didn't really pay. I, I, I watched part of it, but I didn't really pay close attention because I don't like roast. I don't like roast anything. Doesn't matter. I think he roasts a chicken. That sounds slightly better, but like classic, like oh, I'm gonna throw all this stuff in a pan and put an oven to roast. I'm not into that at all. I don't like it. Not even a little bit. So I just watched yeah. one that you think is kind of interesting sounding. The Asian fusion one is probably one of the most interesting. I like yeah. the fusion one. Uh, just because he just kind of goes ham on like all kinds of stuff. He's like, we're going to try this out and throw this stuff in here. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. And the the curry one was pretty good. Yeah, I think that was that, another really good one. That one made me really, really hungry for some curry, which ticked me off because the closest curry to us two hours away. That's not fair. Yeah. So. Yeah. So there, the episodes are entitled. This will help Aaron to decide, uh, and the listeners if they are interested too. Uh, the first one is called Asian Fusion. The second one is Pub Classics. So that one is English. Pub food, obviously. Uh, the third one is pasta. That's another. That's the other good one. I like that one too. Um, and then four is curry. Five is pudding. Again, that's traditional English pudding. So, not super interested in most of that. Uh, six was breakfast, and seven was roast. Hmm. So, I liked the the breakfast one, the curry one. The pasta one and the Asian fusion, probably my favorite ones, but the pub classic one was good too. And maybe I should watch the pudding one again because I barely remember what happened to that one. So, <laughs> yeah, I liked I, really I think... liked the pub the pub one um, mostly for how he for the pie that he does there. That was really good. Uh, seeing him, do that's true. It did make me want another one of those because again, I I haven't had one in a long time now. And uh, that is not a staple American food is is meat pie nope. like yeah. at all. Like you can't even find them most of the places like anywhere unless it's like unless you somehow stumble upon like a English restaurant. Right. Which <laughs> of which there aren't too many. And most of them are just like, yeah, we have fish and chips. Like, okay, okay <laughs> fine. Uh <laughs> That's okay, kind of the extent right. that they go. Yeah, <clears throat> more to it than that, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, just fish and chips only. That's that's all it is. Um, <laughs> I apologize to all of our UK listeners right now I'm being so horrible about that. I'm sorry. say some exciting news on that front uh we <laughs> inside baseball here uh we the podcast just got listed just got listed on india's uh number one platform for podcasting 
Uh, For real? Yeah, I just got it. Hey, yo, India. For sure. So it's called it's called uh, Ghana, G A A N A. I think it's Ghana or Guyana, something like that. Uh, but yeah, we just <laughs> that happened earlier this week. So here you go. Wow, <laughs> that's exciting. I do love you, India. Very fond of the food. <laughs> Uh, regional food is excellent, and uh, I am a fan of your some, a lot of your movies. Uh, Colin still hasn't finished his homework from yes. that episode, so a while back. <clears throat> we're sorry about that, but I, man, <laughs> love it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll do over Thanksgiving break. Maybe I'll watch some more Indian cinema. Yeah, <laughs> take a break from my angry boss battles. Sticking good Nichiro. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, happy times, happy times. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah. I just uh, thought I'd throw that out there so we can. That's pretty rad. Yeah. All right. I was like, I, I like little, it. Little button to click, and I was like, yes, of course. <laughs> so anyway, that's, uh, that's all the news on that front. Pretty cool. Here we go. Mm. Hello, India. How's it going? <laughs> well, I think it's it for today, huh? I think. I think that's just <sighs> about it. All right. So I'm gonna go scrub some floors. And go. Ooh, that's nice. Fun. 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 Yeah, it's a perpetual battle. Laundry and we have to clean up too, since. It's time for stuff. So yeah. people are coming over geese. Yeah. Some random dudes coming to my house. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdo. I know. Scary. Do some fingerprint. Check his ID at the door. Yeah. Oh, that sounds hard. I'm just gonna try to clean up all the dog food off the floor for you. He's got uh Oh no, that that adds to the aesthetic of it. I'm sure it's true. Be very distraught if he did that. He's all he's, he's been getting his food stuck on his face when he eats, and so he'll just like walk around and just like falls off. And it's just like, oh. poor Charlie, poor Chuck. Oh no, poor guy. Yes, it's very funny though. It's like, why is there more food everywhere? So I gotta see if I can figure out what to do to help him eat a little better. He's <laughs> a very messy boy currently. I don't know what's going on. Some Pam. On his face before he eats, just thick. No, I think we might need to raise up his bowl just a little bit. Oh, is he having to hunch over too far for it? Yeah, I think that might be the problem. Because I think when he hunches down, he's shoving his whole face in there. Oh, so okay. We're gonna try to find something that's just like, but he's still a very short dog, right? So, like a stool is not. Very, yeah. He's just a little spaniel, so like. Just like an inch or two off the floor say, might help him. Find your three least. Find your three least favorite books. That's true. Put that in there. Prop it up. Say here. Yes. Here's this random paperback that I bought, and I can't tell you anything about it, so it must have been great. Uh, <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna try that. See if that helps him out. See if he's hunching over too far. Because I think that's what he's doing. I think he's hunching down, and he's like shoving his face in there, and it's just getting all over him. So. Oh, poor chuckles. Yes. But he's got to eat his food mixed with the yogurt because it helps him chew it since he doesn't have yeah. teeth. Very much teeth. And it's, 
really has helped his stomach a lot. So, and he loves it. So, like, just like, so many positives there, right? <laughs> so many positive. Mostly, he's just like all about it. Like, yes, more. But the fact that he's shoving his face in there makes him an extremely messy boy. Uh, after he, <laughs> like, his chin is just like completely covered with yogurt. Yeah. So, I expect an update on the yogurt-faced dog next time. Yes, I'm just try to find something that fits under there. I don't know what yet, but you have your mission on the hunt. Yes. <laughs> this message will self-destruct. Ah, no. Anyway. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> Love you too. Bye. Bye. Bye.